Oh, I forgot the comma. It's no, more Mr. Nice Guy. This week on the Story Song Podcast. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Story Song Podcast. I'm Dan McInerney. I'm Rachel Oaks. And I'm Michael Gazelle. Every episode, we walk you through the wonderful world of a story song. And this week, we're talking about No More Mr. Nice Guy. Oh, no. By Alice Cooper. As you guys know, I only like songs about nice people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to set this one out. Yeah, it's going to be tough. <laughs> well, that's, this is a question. Is he saying... No more will I be Mr. Nice Guy? Or is he saying, no more, Mr. Nice Guy? Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. he's saying, like get out Where's of here, Mr. Comma? Nice Guy. Where's the comma? Or is Mr. Nice Guy his waiter at an all-you-can-eat buffet, and he keeps coming back to his <laughs> table, and, and he's like, no more. No more, Mr. Nice Guy. It's when you go to a charasseria, it's really tough sometimes. Yeah. Mr. Nice Guy, the card is red. I'm sorry. I appreciate <laughs> that you're trying to bring me more here, but... Oh, it's, um, it's just so much meat. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see a dessert menu, though. Yeah, oh, always, always. Yes, please, Mr. Nice Guy with a dessert <laughs> menu. Yeah, 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 definitely. So, all right, let's talk about the story of this story song. So, a guy used to be a nice guy, mm-hmm. as far as I can tell. But then for some reason, everybody hates him now. Not clear why. But we're just told... That everybody's down on him. I mean, the papers are after him. <laughs> everybody's saying he's obscene. Things are tough. His parents have suffered because of this. My God, his pets attack him. <laughs> I don't even know how they know what's going on. Do they read the papers? We'll talk about it. Um, and then a reverend punches him in the nose, which is pretty awesome and hardcore. Mm-hmm. Um, all because of this. He's starting to feel pretty angry and mean, and it's decided he's no longer going to be the titular Mr. Nice Guy. Yep. And that's the story of the story. Song. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We could get into this, but do all of these things happen because he is nice and people don't like that? Or do these things happen... For some other reason, and he decides, I'm not going to be nice anymore. That's yes. That's my big question for the song. And I might be asking it too early, but again, I am checking out pretty soon. That is my, okay. that is my question as well. Is, is it, he used to be nice, now he's not, and because he's not, all these things are happening to him? Or is it, I'm just trying to be the best version of myself, but nobody appreciates it, even my pets. So guess what? No more Mr. <laughs> nice Guy. Surly's only looking out for one guy, Surly. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think to answer your question, I think everyone else has decided that he's no longer Mr. Nice Guy. Yeah. And there's evidence of that in the song, which we'll get to. But then he, I think, was of the opinion that he was currently still Mr. Nice Guy. Mm -hmm. But then everyone's saying that he wasn't Mr. Nice Guy. And doing mean things to him 
including physical violence, has has made him been like, you know what? Fine. If you think I'm not Mr. Nice Guy anymore, then I will now turn into yep. Mr. Not Nice Guy. This is a super villain origin story. He became the very thing he hated. <laughs> I used to be such a sweet, sweet thing to So I used to be such a sweet, sweet thing till they got a hold of me. Right. Who is they? I don't. This is the question. Right off the bat, this is the question. Did somebody get a hold of him and then now all these things are going to happen? Or is he saying, I am going to tell you the story of when I was a sweet, sweet thing. And Mm -hmm. but then now I am not. And it's because they got a hold of me. And the people who got a hold of him are the people in the song. But is that is that true though? Because something <laughs> I don't know either. It's because it does it does seem like something happened, right? right. Where he says, "Cause then, cause we'll find out later. Like it's in the papers. Whatever everyone's mad about. Mm-hmm. So it's not just that like everyone all of a sudden decided they didn't like Mister Nice Guy anymore. Right. Like something happened, even if it's not." true even if whatever they think happened isn't real it seems like something happened then he says they got a hold of me so it's unclear if the they is the like okay so when he says they got a hold of me yeah it's not clear if he's saying like i fell in with a crowd that now gives me a bad association never hates me or the they is the people who are in this song who are attacking him not clear not clear. It feels like there's a huge chunk missing out of this. Like there's whatever's there's in the a paper. Huge bit of information we never find out. You don't find what's in the and paper. It, <laughs> it's also one of those things where like he's complaining about the way everyone's treating him, which is not that it's not important, but it's like that seems secondary to the reason why they're doing it. You seem like you've you've left out a big part of the story, and it's also one of those things where like you know there's some like crazy guy in the news who you know whatever he's done some horrible thing and he's like everyone's being mean to me and it's like yeah because you did this like crazy thing like you know what i mean you're focusing on the wrong part is is what i'm trying to say i 100 percent know what it is yeah he's a gossip columnist oh he is a society gossip columnist and so he reads they read the paper and say that was confidential between you (laughs) me and Truman Capote at that party. Mm. He's like, breaking deadline. Uh, my dog ate its own poop. Breaking <laughs> story. And the dog's like, what? Come on, man. You're oh, not supposed to tell everybody man. about that. Are you guys see a little poop now and then. What are you doing to me? Come on. I'll tell you what. Who is it? Walter. Oh, man. He's, this is a story about Walter Winchell. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Ah oh, man, now everybody knows all oh, the ships at sea know it. Come on, oh, man. Jeez. Um 
I used to be such a sweet, sweet thing until they got a hold of me. I hel- I opened doors for little old ladies. Very nice. Well, sure. Totally normal thing. Uh, that makes sense. I helped the blind to see. Wait a minute. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. This guy is performing miracles, everybody. He helped the blind to see. Or he's an eye surgeon, and he takes care of people with cataracts oh. and glaucoma. Okay. Yeah. All right. But he can't do that now because so, nobody will come to him because he's too, he's too mean. He was such a great surgeon that the little ladies coming into the, the door to his, his office, he would run up and hold the door <laughs> open for them. Yeah. And then he would fix their cataracts. That's right. This is a full service oh, yeah. eye surgeon that was going on right now. And then he would write a gossip column about them. Right. <laughs> that was his downfall. <laughs> Two out of three ain't bad, but still. And he's like, look, you got to have a side hustle. Come on, this. What do you want me to do yeah, here? Yeah, come on. I don't know. Did Alice Cooper wear like big hats? Is he had a hopper? <laughs> I think Gossip so. Gossip columnist from the fifties. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Mm. Mm-hmm. For a second, Michael, I was like, "What is Hopper?" And why would he be the head of it? <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> it's the name of his ophthalmology practice. Yep. Um, could you imagine if? You were at least partially blind, and then you got surgery, and you could see, and the first thing you saw was Alex Cooper in that- In full makeup. Ghost makeup, (laughs) (laughs) staring at you. (laughs) You'd be like, oh, I see, I've died and gone to hell. Well, what are you going to do? I guess I had a good run. Um, (laughs) I do like your top hat. (laughs) I am wondering, is it- is it almost like kind of the reverse of this where he, the they that got a hold of him is just sort of like society and it's a nice mm. guy's finish last kind of thing where society is jaded and because he wasn't, they didn't like him? That's a possibility. And so he decided he's not getting ahead a in the world. So no more Mr. Nice Guy. Well, yeah. let, well let, let, let's. Like people let's treat him badly on. because. He's nice. Yeah. Possibly, but but let's let's move on to the next part of the song. Do so, but I still I I still think this could hold up. But go on. So, I got no friends because they read the papers. They can't be seen with me. What? So, what? Ha- so, there's something in the papers mm-hmm. about him. Okay. And now none of his none of his friends can be seen with him. Right. So what is in the paper? I don't he know. He is Marmaduke. <laughs> <laughs> he just won't get off the table. You're too big for that table, Marmaduke. <laughs> I can't be seen with you. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I'm uh, now friends with Clifford, and I can't be friends with two big red dogs. <laughs> um, I mean, the funniest the funniest part is about this is like. How long has Marmaduke run the paper? Like 80 years I mean, so, or whatever? So long. I don't have a single specific about Marmaduke that I could pull out to make a joke about. I have no idea what Marmaduke... I mean, I re- I understand Listen. he is a dog and he is very large. He's a great Dane. That is the end. That is the end of my understanding I, I of assume Marmaduke. at some point he was on a table because he was scared of something tiny. That's... Oh, that makes... Or he yeah, jumps into the I arms of his happening. owner because, yeah, of something, yeah. because of something tiny. Those, yeah, yeah. those are the type mouse, of jokes. Yeah. There's a mouse. Right. Yeah. And he's on the table and he's squashed the cake. <laughs> and 
then the caption is something like some hero yeah. or whatever. Yep. I think we yeah. literally just wrote a Marmaduke. <laughs> <laughs> I think yep. we did it. Yep. I guess we need a guard dog for our guard dog or something like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yep. Or uh, just yeah, the ones yeah. that end with Marmaduke. Yeah. 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 They all just then- end with Marmaduke. <laughs> and the editor, the, co- the, the comic, uh, editor is like you you're phoning it on now what you get it he just say marmaduke but you got to say it like marmaduke they're hearing it in their heads yeah but but it's a written it's it's written out so it just says marmaduke yeah but in their heads they say marmaduke they got it so i just looked up marmaduke and the Uh example comic that they have on the wikipedia page (laughs) yep is Marmaduke standing up next to the lady who's walking him. Uh, Marmaduke is crying, and there's another lady holding a tiny dog, and the caption is, no, 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 I'm not going to carry you. So, yes! Yes! Marmaduke is afraid of tiny things. These which things is crazy themselves. Because Marmaduke's such a big dog, and he shouldn't be afraid of tiny things. He really shouldn't. So I would like to you go... You know what would be a better caption for that comic? Marmaduke. <laughs> Marmaduke. Um, so, I, to bring us back to the song, no, I still to? think that the idea of society being the thing that makes him not want to be Mr. Nice Guy still works about the papers because they could be reading the papers and it's not because there's something going on with him. They could be reading the papers, seeing what's on trend seeing what's cool, who's hot and who's not, and mm-hmm. he is not, and so they can't be seen with him. So he's- They're seeing that celebrities are just like us. Yes. 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 No, they're seeing that like, you know, there's a certain way you're supposed to act, and he's just right. not doing it by helping these little old ladies and helping the blind to see and doing the right thing. Those things don't work anymore, so- no more Mr. Nice Guy. I love this newspaper that's just like, <laughs> helping old ladies out. <laughs> <laughs> Pushing them into traffic. In. In. <laughs> Weird. Celebrities right. are just like us. Marmaduke <laughs> is slightly larger than the average Great Dane. <laughs> so that's so I think that, that it could work. I don't know that that's the actual point of it. I Probably not. I think the mystery of he did something that is so out there that his friends can't be seen with him. That's probably makes more sense. But I do like this idea that what it is, is that what got his, their hands on him was society. And it was like, well, right. if, if, if nice guys finish last then and, and the only thing in the papers right now is like the cool, like, you know, mean dudes, then I'll be the mean dude. Okay. Yeah. Society is a character in the song. Oh, I see. Mm. Much like the city. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. Such a novel thought. I got no friends because they read the papers. They can't be seen with me. And I'm getting real shot down. And I'm feeling mean. Mm-hmm. So whether or not he's decided to do this, because this, according to Rachel's newspapers, where they're like, nobody be nice to anybody. It's uncool. It's like a celebrity <laughs> um, paper. It's cheesy. Or he's just... Or he's just... <laughs> Was that Avalon and Tiger Beat where they were telling little girls yep. to push old ladies into the traffic? No. Everybody likes a bad boy. Hi, I'm Kirk Cameron. I like to kick puppies. Anyway, read Team <laughs> Beat. 
or it's just his treatment. He's just like he can't be. He's getting just meaner and meaner and angrier yeah. and angrier about this because everyone's being so mean to him. Yeah. Well, so he says, "No more, Mister Nice Guy. No more, Mister Cleheen. No more, Mister Nice Guy. They say he's sick. He's obseheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheh
doing these like weird dark songs. Well, it was like the late sixties, early seventies where right. it was that type of, of performance was weird, you know, like right. you're a character on stage. What? Or you have a persona on stage. That's, that's weird. And so, yeah, this seems like it's autobiographical, especially like they read the papers. I'm sure like the papers are talking about his concerts where it's like, well, this isn't the Andrews sisters, you know? <laughs> right, right. I wonder, I do genuinely wonder like what the reception was back then. Right, because he was one of the first. So mm-hmm. it's funny now, because now this seems like something for children. To be honest with you, like I mean, he was on the Muppet Show. Like right. it seems so innocent, but I wonder if there was like a you know a scandal, like if there was like a a a, a panicky reaction to him coming onto the scene at the time. I would be genuinely curious to like see like what contemporary writing about Alice Cooper, you know, was about. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, I don't know. What genre would he be considered? It's not really like glam rock, is it? It is to an extent. I mean, I think it was, yeah, it was probably like early glam rock. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was definitely in that, in that vein. Yeah. At the time, I think that was, that was shocking. Well, that's that there I mean. was a I mean, persona just... on stage. Right. Well, again, just the fact that he's like, again, like in like painted, like, cause it's the same thing. Like, well, like Kiss was around the same time. Mm-hmm. And again, now Kiss seems like, you know, nothing. <laughs> but at the time, there was like genuinely a panic about it, um, about Kiss, right? That they like, people like literally thought they were demons from hell. <laughs> right. <you know>? Right. <laughs> not, not, you know, I mean, one guy was dressed like a cat. I mean, come on, people. <laughs> yeah. like, One was called Starboy or Starman or whatever. Come on. Exactly. You know, so I yeah, wouldn't. But Dan, they talked about being school being out. Like there's, you know. Right. Oh, no, yeah. Alice it was Cooper definitely, yeah. shocking. I mean, could, that probably is like, they were just like, that man said that school is out forever. And that is not true. It is only out for the so he is leading the youth of this country astray by making them think that school is out forever. And it is not. Nope. It is only out for three months. It's back in September or August if, it's September. The, if you're in a if you're in a uh, southern state. We're gonna have a rash of children not showing up for school in September because Mr. Alice Cooper, <laughs> Mr. Nice Guy, yeah. told them that it was out forever. You no, know I'm starting to think he's uh, not a nice guy. <laughs> Nearly obscene. You know what? I'm going to train a dog to bite him. <laughs> Marmaduke, I wonder if... <laughs> Marmaduke! <laughs> Marmaduke. I wonder if when that song came out, the first time you hear it on the radio and it's like, school's out for summer, it's like, oh, okay, that's nice. It's a song yeah, about yeah. summertime. And then school's out forever. And like, cars just like screech to a halt. Like, <laughs> what is this? Turn it off. Turn it off. Billy can hear that. <laughs> you are going back to school in September. They turn around. He's got... Face makeup on. It's already <laughs> taken hold of him. Too late, father. I've heard everything.
When I first copy and pasted the lyrics into the Google Doc to give a quick behind the scenes of how this show works, um, I thought there must be a mistake at first because I never realized that he just repeats that part twice mm-hmm. in the song. It's important to him. I know, but it, it just, I, it, I like literally never noticed that before. It doesn't feel like filler. It feels no. fine. But it's weird how it's like there's like the first part and then this the I got no friends is like a pre-chorus and then the chorus and then back to the pre-chorus and then the chorus again and then a yeah. verse. Which is weird. And there's really kind of only one verse in the whole song. Mm-hmm. We get all of our story in in pretty much the one verse, right? Um, so just to finish it, nowhere, Mister Nice Guy, nowhere, Mister Clean, nowhere, Mister Nice Guy. They say he's up sick. He's sick. He's up. Okay, now this also it's funny how this part gets kind of like slow and like ballady <laughs> in a weird way. At <laughs> this part, he's so but then sad. He says, My dog bit. That's a good point. Like. He is genuinely sad about this. Like that that part of the song makes it clear that he is genuinely like he's sad yeah. about this, right? Like he's not he's just, he doesn't he doesn't want this. He's just trying to live his life. My dog bit me on the leg today. My cat clawed my eyes. Why does his pets <laughs> Why are they aware of what's in the paper? A, B, why do they care? And C, why have they decided to attack him? So I will say this. this information. First of all, uh, the cat clawing you in your eyes does not care if you're a nice guy or not. It's a cat yeah, thing. Yeah. That is literally just something yeah, It's just happened. a cat. Completely unrelated. That cat wants to scratch you in the eyes? That cat's scratching <laughs> the eyes. Is this because <laughs> yeah. I'm not a nice guy anymore? Absolutely not. It's because I'm a cat. Right. Do what no, I want. It, the cat scratches you in the eyes. Cats are not nice guys. And <laughs> then you right. say, is this is this because everyone thinks I'm not a nice guy anymore? And the cat goes, who are you? You just, <laughs> you were a pair of eyes to scratch. That's the I've only thing I know. I've had you for 13 years. I do not care. I don't look up from my bowl. <laughs> I have never seen you before. Now, what happened in today's Marmaduke? I think it's because when he goes out for the day, he leaves the radio on. So they're not, obviously, they're, it's a dog uh, yeah, and a cat. They're not sure. reading the newspaper. Yeah. But they are sure, listening sure, to NPR. Mm-hmm. They hear it. They know what's Brian going on. Lair special yep. reports about what Alice Cooper is up to. That's right. I, the the the. And the, now the nice guy report. The more boring, um, straightforward answer could be that if again it is about Alice Cooper, and it's maybe the first time he's coming home in full Alice Cooper garb, mm, then they okay. don't know who the heck he is because he's all in makeup That's and true. different outfit. Yeah. Yeah. Again, the cat is just the cat. I think it's... I don't think... Yeah, again, just, I think the cat's That cat just, does not care. <laughs> that cat was going to claw his eyes no matter what happened today. Yes. This, totally. Total coincidence. This comes from a loving owner of two cats. And <laughs> they love me, but um, I still got to keep my head on a swivel. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's the bad thing about having a cat, right? Alice and Cooper. Got, you got to be... <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got to be ready for anything. Anything. Right? You never know. When they're coming at you, they could be help. They could be wanting to kill you, or like in the movie Cat's Eyes, everybody could be blaming them for it. But really, they're trying to help you. Oh, okay. More likely, they're probably it- trying to kill you. Spoiler alert! I just, 
Yeah, I just learned what cat's eyes is about. I had no idea. Oh, really? Oh, sorry. I mean, that's not I all mean, it's about. Rachel, but... I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. The chances I'm going to watch the movie Cat's Eyes pretty <laughs> low, so I'm not too worried about spoilers. All right. So Ma's been thrown out of the circle, the social circle, and Dad has to hide. So this is really spreading mm-hmm. to a lot of places. Like, now his parents are suffering. I also like the fact that Alice Cooper, like, in a song, mentions the fact that he has a mother and a father. <laughs> <laughs> That's just funny uh, to me. Mom, like, yeah. Dad. Look, I might be the Prince of Darkness, but I love my ma. I don't want her to get kicked out of the social circle. Not the, not the bridge club. <laughs> I get invited to her book club twice a week. Again, much like the cat, good chance that dad's like, oh, geez, I, I guess I got to hide <laughs> um, and uh, watch golf all Sunday. This is, uh, Allie, this is really breaking me up that uh, I, can't, I can't be out there, uh, you know, uh, going to the opera with your mom. I got I to gotta, I gotta stay behind so bad. and uh, watch uh, nine CSIs in a row on uh, TNT. <laughs> You're it's giving really, a bad r- name to the Cooper. You're giving, <laughs> <laughs> You're giving us a bad name, us Coopers. That's not even our real name. Shut up. Just let me watch my CSI. I went to church incognito when everybody rose. The Reverend Smith, he recognized me and punched me in the nose. Whoa. Could you imagine if you were just like in church and like the Reverend just like out of nowhere just punches some dude? You'd be like, I guess that's the new handshake. We just punch. (laughs) Peace be with you. (laughs) Peace be with. Ba-bam. It's a a Catholic church. Uh, (laughs) Catholic church joke. Or he he just, or everybody looks around and says, I guess he had the devil in him. Way to go, Reverend. Well done. I don't know. Satan be gone from his nose. Do you think Alice Cooper going to church incognito would be just without makeup? I mean, I think that's the thing. He's wearing like sunglasses, maybe. But I think he's just going as like regular offstage Alice Cooper. I think he's going very much like his picture on the You and Me single cover. Yeah. <laughs> well, the problem, with, the problem with a guy like Alice Cooper is it's hard to go incognito. Because even without the makeup, he looks like you shaved Big Bird. So I think he would still be he would still be easily recognizable. I'm just saying he's tall and thin. That's all. He's a little gangly. Yeah, he's a great guy. I'm just saying. But you know, great, I think great he's, guy, he's not easy according to, to this. He's easy to pick out in a crowd. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> great guy, not a nice guy. No. Yep. Definitely true. Not. not a Mr. Clean. Not a mop and glow. You know? But but a nice guy. No, not a nice guy. A good guy. An okay guy. <laughs> He's all right. He's not that great. <laughs> Actually, he kind of stinks. <laughs> um, Dog doesn't even like him. Guys, I think we got to talk more about the Reverend just hauling off and punching our narrator in the nose in the middle of church. This is, insa- this is insane behavior. Now, I would understand. Like, if it were me, I'd be like, all right, you know what? No one is a nice guy. Now I get it. Now I understand why this is happening yeah because a man of god just punched me in the nose right not cool yeah i feel like i I feel like though that maybe the reverend was just just waiting for somebody to to be like that guy looks like he's getting out of hand 
I get to, <laughs> I get to punch somebody now. I guess so. This also goes back to my original theory where it's like nobody else in the world is nice. Right. Right. He's kind of being attacked there for being go. a nice guy. And like to the point where it's just standard behavior that a reverend's going to punch him in church. Okay. For being nice. So like no one even blinks. Yeah. I think one way to look at it could be like everybody's mean. So he decides, you know what? Today I'm going to be mean. The reverend or mm -hmm. Alice? Alice. Gotcha. You could look at it as he's the last nice guy. Mm-hmm. And great, great title for a documentary <laughs> about Alice Cooper. Yeah. That would be amazing. Yeah. Copyright. We copyright that. Yep. That's right. Mr. Cooper, we're in. In a world of not nice people, he's nice, but everybody's not being nice to him, so he decides to not be nice anymore. Yeah. That's right. Especially people calling you sick and obscene. Come on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Come on. I'm just here to entertain. Can I say something very interesting real quick? Always. I always thought the Reverend's name was Smithy. I always thought he said, when everybody rose, <laughs> the Reverend Smithy. Because he's, but he says he <laughs> twice. He says this Reverend Smith, he, comma, he recognized me. Those are the lyrics. He says gotcha. he twice. So I thought the first he was when everybody rose, the Reverend Smithy, he recognized me and punched me in the nose. I told you it was uninteresting, but I, <laughs> it wasn't until today that I, that I always thought his name was Smithy. Yep. But it's just Reverend but Smith. But instead it was just like, he, so. he, 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 he I mean, recognized I me. I understand. I'd be like, he, he, he punched me in the nose. Nobody's, <laughs> nobody's going to do anything. I guess I'm the last nice guy on earth because nobody's going to stand up for me. Seven foot tall, ghost-faced Alice Cooper. Okay, the, fine, everybody. Is it, the, is it the boa constrictor around my neck? Because he's a great guy. You know what he hasn't done? He hasn't mm -hmm. bit me or clawed at my face like those other two yeah. pets I have. <laughs> exactly. I got one friend in the world, and it's this boa constrictor, and he will never... Okay, he's definitely choking me to death. Could someone <laughs> please fine. help me get this out? He is definitely it's squeezing me. It's fine. Yeah, no, it's getting real tight. I, I think I've actually broken a couple ribs now. He is definitely slowly squeezing me to death. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, all right. So that's it. Then we're we're just told again, no more Mr. Nice Guy, no more Mr. Klee Hee Hee, no more Mr. Nice Guy. He said, oh, actually, no, I take that yeah. back. Because then it does switch. It does switch. Because he's been saying, I'm no more Mr. Nice Guy. But then the Reverend punched him in the nose, and he said, no more Mr. Nice yep. Guy. No more Mr. Clean, no more Mr. Nice Guy. He said, you're sick, you're upsee hee hee. So I, I, I mean, I somewhat disagree with your guys' assertion that this is a world where everyone's a jerk, and this is like a cartoon where Alice Cooper is the only nice person who exists. I think people, at least in Alice Cooper's mind, mistakenly believe that he is now a bad person, because um, the Reverend is under the impression that he's sick and obscene. And the Reverend is saying, no, Mr. Nice Guy, even though at least somewhat he still is Mr. Nice Guy. Because I think it's after the punch in the nose that he decides no longer he's Mr. Nice Guy. Right, right. But the Reverend is telling him, I, the Reverend, 
and my whole congregation have already decided that you're no longer Mr. Nice Guy. Yeah. He used to be nice. What happened to you? <laughs> right. Yep. That's what he's saying. So, yeah, so now that's coming from the Rev. Um, and if the Rev says it, yeah, I mean, it's got to be true. It's got to be true. He read it in the papers. It's right after he read Marmaduke. <laughs> go straight to Marmaduke. Then go back and figure out who's nice and who's not. You see, <laughs> you see, the thing was small. <laughs> Marmaduke, he's so big. And he's scared of the thing that's small. It's so small and he big. He big. Thing small. He afraid. Writes <laughs> itself. Here's the thing. He yeah. he thinks he's a lapdog, but he's a Great Dane. So when he's sitting on his owner's lap, it's yeah. hilarious. You all you and so of course all you need underneath it is Marmaduke. <laughs> It makes sense. They'll read it. I'm telling you, they'll read it. Marmaduke. <laughs> but you just write Marmaduke. <laughs> Look, if you guys aren't getting this, then you don't understand comedy. No. <sighs> Fine. I've got, I've got this other one about this orange cat with stripes. Mm. Garfield? Yeah. No, it's named Heathcliff. <laughs> I, don't know totally who, I don't know who Garfield is, but this one's called Heathcliff. Oh, man. And what does he do? I'm not not sure. I, I don't know. I'm pretty sure he shouldn't terrorize the neighborhood, but yeah, I don't know. Does he actually? I mean, some Kinda, no. I don't know. No, a little he bit. Lives in a junkyard, I think. I don't remember. So he's on the counter, and then he knocks something off, and then the owner says, and this will be the caption: Heathcliff. And so that, <laughs> but that's it'll just be... it'll just read as Heathcliff. But you know, right? But people will know people that he's saying Heathcliff. Yeah. So, and you put them side by side, so it's Marmaduke Heathcliff, mm. but it's really just Marmaduke Heathcliff. But they'll read it. But they'll get it. They'll get it. They'll understand. And then, how do you read it's this fine. one? Ziggy. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about no more Mister Nice Guy. <laughs> he has every right to be annoyed. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know there anyway. was so much correlation between Alice Cooper and Ziggy. You have to think about it. Yeah. Wow. It's amazing. Mm. Amazing. Mm -hmm. Okay. So uh, <laughs> the Reverend says, no more Mr. Nice Guy, no more Mr. Klee-hee-hee, -hee, no more Mr. Nice Guy. He said, you're sick, you're obscene. No more Mr. Nice Guy, no more Mr. Klee-hee-hee, -hee, no more Mr. Nice Guy. He said, you're sick, you're obscene. And that is the end of the song. Any other thoughts? On No More Mr. Nice Guy. Again, one of those songs I never th thought of as a story song. And here we are. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah. I mean, it's a story. It is a story. I'm just saying I yeah, never yeah. thought, because all I remembered of it was No More Mr. Nice right. Guy, because it's catchy as hell. <laughs> it is catchy. <laughs> it is catchy. It is one that always stood out to me just because of the whole... The Reverend punching with the nose. That <laughs> it goes from zero to sixty pretty quickly. Yeah, it does. Of like, I people are kind of mean to me anyway. <laughs> I was in <laughs> church and I got punched out. <sighs> it's like wow. Um, all right, let's do expanding universe. What have we got? Expanded universe. I think this is the origin story of the leader of the pack. Ooh, okay. Continue. 
I mean, I think he used to be nice, but, you know. Right, but everyone said... He was bad. Yeah. 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 But she knew that he was sad. <laughs> right. The leader of the pack. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and then the parents say she can't date him anymore, right? Yeah. That's what happens. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. by the end of the song, she can't. No, I mean... <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> It's you know, uh, it would be hard at that point. Do you do you think that um everything that is happening with him in the paper is being talked about uh through the Harper Valley PTA? Absolutely. Oh yeah, definitely. This whole song yes. takes place in Harper Valley. He's from Harper Valley. Yeah, this song is this song is about Harper Valley. Oh that, yeah, those people get their jollies destroying people. <laughs> they do. <laughs> they got Alice Cooper in their sights. Yeah, that those are the people he fell in with. Yeah, Th those are the they of they got a hold of me. <laughs> the they is the harp the Harper Valley PTA got a hold of Alice and destroyed him for fun because that's the kind of people they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's sick. It's really sick if you think about it. Mm. How dare they? So this reverend, this this boxing reverend, um. Do we think he's got a son? Probably. Yeah. yeah. And he's and like, oh, him. all the stuff that you're doing is so terrible. My son would never do stuff like this. <laughs> never. I got news for you. Uh, Reverend, you're going to be the next one the Harper Valley PTA is talking about. Yep. You've <laughs> you seen Dusty recently? They got some questions about what him and Dusty have been doing out in that field yep. under that tree. Uh, let me tell you something. It's going to be some rumors flying, my friend. <laughs> uh, You're going to get a taste of your own medicine. Do you think after he gets scratched by his cat and bitten by his dog, he gets eaten by a whale? <laughs> wow. wow, yeah. Wow, the animal I mean, kingdom just has out for just him. Just the animal. Turned on him. Sheesh. Yeah. Sheesh. I mean, maybe, that, maybe that's it. Maybe just the, yeah, the animal kingdom just hates him now. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. And the, and, the, and the reverend just punched me. He's like, look, if you come into this church, we're going to get attacked by birds or something's going to happen. Yep. You have to get <laughs> out of here. All right? I don't know what you did to the animals, Alice. And frankly, I don't want to know. Just leave us alone, please. <laughs> oh, my God. You know what he has to find? He has to find himself a spooky goth girl. Mm. Maybe he's who uh, she had plans with. Yeah. The spooky girl had plans with. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Maybe she's winking. She's winking at hey. him. Hey, Alice, what's up? How you doing? And he's like, look, lady, I, I, I got too much going on right now. I, <laughs> I cannot get into a relationship. <laughs> I don't know if you've read the papers lately, but I mean, there was a great Marmaduke, but besides that, it's been a lot of trouble yeah. for me. And I'm so backed up on my eye surgeries. <laughs> I have so many cataract patients waiting for me. But this has been consuming me. I also have to work on myself because my cat scratched my eyes. So now I have yeah, a scratch yeah. cornea. So do you know how tough it is to do your surgery on your own eyeball? <laughs> I don't have time for a spooky girl. I think the editor of his local paper is uh, Mr. Phil Collins. And he says you can wipe off that grin. I know where you've been. It's all been a pack of lies. And Alice is like, I have no idea what you're talking about. He's like, I'm publishing it. 
that's the, that's the article is just the song it's just that song the just written out yeah he's like god he wouldn't save me if i was drowning I don't, <laughs> what did i do to these people i don't understand <laughs> um <laughs> uh all right i think we can leave it there oh, yeah that's a good one all right let's take a quick break and we come back we'll talk about the history of this song with Start behind the story. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. All right, we're back. It's time for the story behind the story. How did this story come to be? All right. So right at the top, you may know this, but there's going to be some name confusion. Okay. That we're just going to have to barrel through. Okay. Um, As we go along, I'll explain what I mean. Again, the audience at home may know what I'm referring to, but Vincent Damien Fernier. Who's that? was born February 4th, 1948, in Detroit, Michigan. His family later moved to Phoenix, Arizona, where he attended high school. In high school, Vinny, as they called him, entered a talent show with four classmates, Glenn Buxton, Dennis Dunaway, John Tatum, and John Spear. They dressed up like the Beatles and performed parodies of Beatles songs, those parodies all revolving around the track team of which they were all members. (laughs) Being a parody of the Beatles, they call themselves the Earwigs. Okay. That is the dorkiest thing (laughs) I've ever heard. Yes. Also, probably really funny for a very specific audience. So specific. Literally, the people who are familiar with the track team. Yeah. Yeah. At their high school. Yes. Like, it was literally jokes about, like, the coach of the track team and stuff (laughs) like that. You can't take those to a record company and be like, I think yeah. people really love this. I think you should release this internationally. Michael, you can't take that to another extracurricular club. <laughs> <laughs> this was the Letterman talent show. So in order to be in the talent show, right. you had to have a varsity letter. And look, I'm not here to attack high school athletes by any means. 
But I have a feeling if you limit it only to the people who got a varsity letter, you might be leaving behind some people with other with talent. I guess what right. I'm trying to say. <laughs> right. You're, you're kind of limiting yourself yeah. in the talent pool, yeah. so to speak. So this might be the reason why they were a big hit at the Letterman talent show. Sure. And so getting such a good response, they decided to try and become a real band, hmm. renaming themselves The Spiders. Oh. John Tatum left the group and was replaced by Michael Bruce, who was a student in a different high school. Could you imagine? Oh, my gosh. Expanding out. He probably doesn't even get half of those track team jokes. Yeah. <laughs> going to a different high school. Wow. He's like, well, that's fine. But you do have songs about your track team, right? Right. <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah, I got half a dozen songs <laughs> yeah, about my track yeah. team. Absolutely. Yeah, I, you, of course. I, I, Who doesn't write parody songs about their track team? I mean, I got this one about hurdles that is uh, <laughs> just a banger. Now, let me ask you a question. I have songs about end field. Can I bring in songs <laughs> about <laughs> end field? No. No. Is that a song about shot put? I don't want a song about shot put. <laughs> just running. Just track. Yeah. Yeah, but I got a great song. It's a ballad about a javelin thrower. I don't want a song about javelin throwers. No end field. Look, you take that over to, I don't know, the javelin record company and let them record it that's and right. release it. But we're not, that's not what we do here. Okay. Do you understand that? You know, they had a, a similar conversation when they tried to merge Bed Bath with another store. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So. Bed, bath, and field. <laughs> well, anyway, <laughs> the band released a single called Don't Blow Your Mind that became a local number one hit. That was according to Wikipedia. I spent up to several minutes trying to figure out what a local number one hit was. I don't know who was calculating that or how local. Speaking of like, let's not step outside of, you know, and go do end field. I don't know like what the boundaries of this local number one hit single were. But apparently, they had enough local success uh, that the band soon relocated to Los Angeles. Drummer John Spear was replaced by drummer Neil Smith. So now we have the official lineup of this band, which, by the way, is currently called The Spiders. Sure. We're going to get back to that in a second. So this local hit, what club was that about? Uh, <laughs> that, that I don't know. Uh, yeah, it was just like about the math club or something. Mm. Um <laughs> She loves the mathletes, yeah, yeah. And that was, they, they ate it up. They couldn't get enough of it. Okay, so now they're in Los Angeles. They're called the Spiders. And Vincent, old Vinny, believed the band needed a gimmick to succeed and started forming a glam slash shock rock stage presentation. His signature white makeup with black eyeliner look was inspired by a movie. Does anyone want to guess what movie? Mm. No. Okay. <laughs> It was the movie, Whatever Happened to Baby Jane. (gasps) I love that movie. Only when you see Whatever Happened to Baby Jane will you know. And the answer is total suspense. What? (laughs) Starring Betty Davis. But you're on that chair, Blanche. You are. (laughs) Starring Betty Davis and Joan Crawford. Thank you. Yeah, that's right. Don't let Joan hear you. So just say Betty Davis. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, I always felt like Betty Davis was better. Uh-oh. Um, honestly. So, I mean, so did the Academy, but no, we're not going to talk about it. I'm, <laughs> I'm pretending to feed into their famous feud. Did they not get along? Oh, no. I thought they were BFFs. <laughs> Unfortunately, Aww. no. To think this whole time they could have been friends. It's from the movie. No, I know. Actually, I've never seen the movie, but I did read the Wikipedia summary, and that part made me sad. I was like, <laughs> oh, they could have been friends the whole time. <laughs> now, Daniel... I don't understand. Mm -hmm. I don't understand. 
Okay. We're talking about Vincent, Vinny. Yep, Vinny. I understand. Well, let haul that. Let's let's see. If we might get there. This yeah. might there might be some explanation in this next part. Okay, tell me. So, so briefly, they renamed the band Naz, and then they found out there was another band called Naz. So that lasted all three months. Doesn't really matter. The rapper. That's no. Nas. <laughs> That's Nas. <laughs> no, uh, actually, Nas was a band that Todd Rundgren was in before he was oh. solo with Todd Rundgren, but it doesn't matter. Um, so that changed the name. So they renamed the band Alice Cooper with the idea that it sounded wholesome in contrast to their shocking onstage look. So the band, let me reiterate here, the band is called Alice Cooper. Mm-hmm. Okay? So one night when playing the Cheetah Club in L.A., while the band was playing, most of the patrons got up and left. <laughs> didn't didn't go great. However, luckily for them, music manager Shep Gordon was in the crowd and approached them afterwards with a opportunity, if perhaps a slightly weird opportunity, a chance to audition for Frank Zappa, who was looking for a quote unquote bizarre music acts to put out on his new vanity record label. Wow. So the patrons who were leaving the Cheetah Club, were they expecting to see like like a, a, ni- a nice lady named Alice? Yeah. Oh, I think they were like, boo, we're on the lacrosse team. <laughs> Sing about the lacrosse team. <laughs> but was that the thing? Like, was, would, did their theory kind of backfire where um, they wanted- ye- they wanted right. like the wholesome name and and the shocking image. I don't know if people are like, wait a minute, what? I yeah. thought this was going to be a woman named Alice Cooper. It's just that they were definitely ahead of the curve. Mm. Gotcha. And spoiler alert, the curve would eventually catch up with them. But also keep in mind, this is like '68, right? So like people are like, I don't want it. We want like hippie stuff. Why? Yeah. Why are you doing this like crazy horror movie thing? I think it's a good idea. I well, think- I'll I'll let them know, Michael. <laughs> but I think what the, no, the, the age old saying is the key to a successful rock band is juxtaposition. Right. Sure. That's what everybody says. They, they all say it. it. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> and, and they. That's they what Shep had, said. Yeah. Shocking image and wholesome name like that. They juxtaposed. <laughs> mm-hmm. Great. Uh, wait a minute. Great name for a band. That it, we copyright that. We yep, copyright. Copyright. That name. copyright. That's the name of our band. Yep. Juxtapose. Alice and the Juxtaposes. <laughs> That's definitely British like 80s it. band. That, yeah, that's what I'm about to say. 100%. Definitely. <laughs> and their cover is just like boxes. Oh, yeah. You know, like different colored boxes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that look like they were computer generated. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's just written in like block font that's yeah. like sideways, though. It's like at a 45 degree angle. Oh, yeah. Juxtapose. Yep. The album title would have to be like handwritten. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. And maybe yep. like some sort of fluorescent font. Sure. And the album would probably just be synth pop versions of Burt Bacharach songs. <laughs> sure. sure. Yep. <laughs> or co- or like or like parody songs of Burt Bacharach <laughs> songs. Yeah, yeah. About the track team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the band spoke with Frank Zappa on the phone, and he told the band to come to his house for an edition around seven o'clock. The band mistakenly thought he meant 7 a.m. and woke Zappa up by banging on the door. <laughs> Frank Zappa, however... Dweezil, get the door. <laughs> Dweezil, is that your friends at the door again? <laughs> I told you not to come around here this early. So Frank Zappa, however, was impressed that the band was so dedicated they were willing to show up that early 
to play a bunch of weird psychedelic rock, and he signed them <laughs> to a three-album deal. Amazing. Now, if there's one thing that Frank Zappa liked more than punctuality, <laughs> it's earliness. Yes. Yeah. 12 hours early. 12 hours That's early. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so he signed him to a three-album deal on his weird vanity label, and the first uh, album was called Pretties For You, which was a flop commercially and critically. So, although while promoting the album in September of 1969, there was a famous incident in which Alice Cooper, the band, was performing at the Toronto Rock and Roll Revival uh, when a chicken wandered up on stage. Vinny picked up the chicken and, mistakenly, thinking it would fly away, tossed it into the crowd. The chicken, of course, did not fly away <laughs> and landed in the crowd where it was, quote, ripped to pieces. Yikes. I swear, as bad as <laughs> I my thought. witness, <laughs> I thought chickens could fly. <laughs> I mean, it is literally that episode. <laughs> At least according, according to Vinny, if you believe him, it is, he was like, I thought it would fly away, and then it didn't. So good. <laughs> So sad. That show's not available anywhere. It's so sad. Oh, that's too bad. Wait, what show is that? WKRP. Oh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. For anyone who doesn't know, there is one of the greatest episodes of any TV show yes. ever in which <laughs> the music director, I guess the station director or whatever, for Thanksgiving, throws turkeys off the roof of the building, believing they will fly away. Turkey's going to fly. And besides the, as God's my witness, I thought turkeys could fly, the second best line in that is when the reporter is reporting it and he goes, oh, God, they're hitting the ground like bags of wet cement. <laughs> so good. What a brilliant concept. What a hilarious idea for a show. Oh, okay. man. So we are, we are laughing about it, but the chicken story is kind of awful and tragic. <laughs> I mean, it's terrible. It's pretty terrible. Yeah. Well, even grosser than that, somehow the story was reported in the newspaper the next day that... Vinny ripped the head off the chicken and drank the chicken's blood. Frank Zappa called Vinny to ask if the story was true. When Vinny said that it wasn't, Zappa reportedly said, well, whatever you do, don't tell anyone you didn't do it. He knows what's up. <laughs> the band still struggled to get traction in LA and decided to move to Michigan, where the crowds were more familiar with proto-punk bands like the Stooges and the MC5 and were more receptive to their stage show. That's, so that's basically what's going on. It's, I, I sort of didn't fully realize this, mm -hmm. but... Alice Cooper, the band, is it was one of the because like bands like the Stooges and the MC5 now are famous, mm -hmm. right? But at the time they struggled because they were just out of step with the times. Right. They, people really weren't ready for that sort of thing, and and sort of retroactively they got more famous and were more appreciated later on because it is still sort of this summer of love era. Alice Cooper was in that same zone where they're trying to do this sort of like shock rock horror movie proto-punk stuff and it's just like people in LA just don't care it's just not catching on but they moved to Michigan um, where the crowds are more receptive to their stage show and things are going mm -hmm. better uh, than they were in LA can I say something real quick I know MC5 for mm -hmm. some reason every time I see MC5 for a split second for a split second I think yeah. Dave Clark 5 and okay. I don't know why but they're mm. so different and they're very it different. confuses me every time because <laughs> they're always lumped in together with a very different group of people. And I'm always like, why are Dave Clark five with that? Nope. MC five. MC five. Yeah. It's different. I always think MC Hammer. Yeah, well, there you go. So. It's very strange. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> I go to that concert, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dave Clark five, MC five and MC Hammer together. Mm -hmm. The bill we've been waiting for. <laughs> 
We got to make this happen, guys. Because mm-hmm. I have been waiting to financially produce a concert that will, in Guinness Book of World Records, lose the most amount of money. <laughs> That's right. Possible. So I'm yes. really excited about this. Yes. The headline says, everyone disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> No songs about the track team. It just says right on the poster. <laughs> Do not ask. There will be no songs about the track team. Any mention of the track team will immediately get you banned. That's that's the majority of the poster. Yeah. Actually, in fact, the artists are in tiny little print at the bottom. Yeah. It's mostly about the track team. Yeah. <laughs> so in Michigan, the band got hooked up with producer Bob Erzing, who famously was the producer for Kiss, among many, many others. Erzing was described by Vinny later as our George Martin. Oh. So- in November of 1907, the band released I'm 18, which became a surprise hit, peaking at number 21 on the Hot 100. I'm a boy and I'm a man. I'm 18 and I don't know what I want. 18. Surprise. <laughs> surprise. Speaking of proto-punk or just flat-out punk, I'm 18 famously had connections to early punk rock. Uh, the first song Joey Ramone wrote for the Ramones was based on the chords for I'm 18. That song was called I Don't Care. And Johnny Lydon, a.k.a. Johnny Rodden, auditioned for the Sex Pistols by singing I'm 18. Wow, that is big connections to punk rock. Yeah, I mean, that. well, that was the thing. It was sort of, it was the start of something new. They yeah. were... They were ahead of the times, and now the times are slowly, creepily catching up to them. Yeah. So their next album had already been released on Straight Records. That was the Frank Zappa label. This would have been their third album that they owed him. Uh, It was already released on Straight Records, but with a hit single, Warner Brothers was convinced the band was now a viable band, and they reissued the album. In 1972, the British Parliament attempted to have Alice Cooper, the band, banned for performing in Britain. Much like the chicken incident, this only helped the band reach new heights. Wait, they banned the band? They banned the band. Oh. Not the band. Right. The band they didn't ban the band. But they might have they banned the band. The band. We should look back to also, see if they banned the band. They, we can see if they banned the band. They also didn't ban the band. They attempted to ban the band. But they, didn't get the, they didn't have the votes to ban the band. Yeah. They wanted to ban the band Alice Cooper featuring Alice Cooper. Mm-hmm. Yes, although not yet. <laughs> still, featuring, <laughs> still featuring Vincent Furnier. Alice Cooper starring Vinny. We're going to get there. Hold on. In songs about the track team. <laughs> <laughs> That's mostly what the British Parliament was mad about. They were like, there are no songs about the track team. I checked every track on this album. No songs about the track team. Don't even mention it. But the songs are called tracks. <laughs> we asked them to write songs about the cricket team, and they refused. <laughs> well, the problem is they did, and they got it all wrong. They didn't understand a single thing. Oh, my God. They're talking about home runs. and uh, It was a, it was a they're banned. <laughs> Ban the band. That's it. Ban the band. Ban the band, Alice Cooper, and just ban the band just to be on the safe side. <laughs> no, get Robbie Robertson out of here. No Vincent Fernier, no Robbie. I don't want anything. I only want songs about the track team. That's it. <laughs> Governor. All right. Um, so, so, to jump back to 1971, Alice Cooper released the album Killer. And then in 1972, they released Schools Out. Both albums sold well. Then. In 1973, they released Billion Dollar Babies, which hit number one Mm. on the album charts and contained the song No More Mr. Nice Guy. Nice. So, just to backtrack real quick, remember it was 1968 when they auditioned for Frank Zappa at 7 o'clock in the morning. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay? It is now 1972 and they have the number one album in the country. 
So a very quick rise. That is a good thing, although it would also turn out to be a bad thing, which we're going to talk about right now. Well, it's like they say, the early bird gets the number one album. True. Right, exactly. It's true. That's why. Record buyers are like, oh, these, these are the guys who get up early. I'd mm-hmm. like to buy their album. Yeah. <laughs> they seem like they arrive at appointments promptly then. I... <laughs> I respect that. I mean, they would have to. From what I understand, you have to get up early to run for the track team. So yeah. Yeah. they yeah. must be both punctuality and good exercise mm-hmm. routines are things that I, <laughs> good cardio. a record buyer in 1972, appreciate. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't know a thing about cricket, but I'll overlook that. <laughs> yeah, I'll overlook that one. This album comes with a running bib. Oh. <laughs> oh nice. Um, anyway, Billion Dollar Babies, number one, and contained the song No More Mr. Nice Guy. According to songfacts.com, Cooper wrote this song, as we had theorized, wrote the song about the reaction of friends and family towards its over-the-top stage persona. The maniac he played on stage goes over well with his audiences, but not the folks at his mother's church group who were <laughs> unsure how to handle it and were uncomfortable talking about it. Sure. So there you go. So I see Vinny's doing something fun. <laughs> In his little band. Is he not talking about the track team anymore? (laughs) (laughs) The whole church group is wondering when they're going to get back to the track team angle. We really really appreciated that one. I remember he was in a band about bugs. Is he not in a band about (laughs) bugs anymore? I really like Mm -hmm. their early stuff, the track stuff. Yeah, the track stuff. Yeah, Yeah. the track stuff. Anyway, we changed the date of the Pinochle tournament. (laughs) Don't tell her we didn't change the date of the Pinochle tournament. No, it's fine. It's fine. I mean, now you guys really make me want to just be like a super ultimate hipster and just be like, oh, yeah, I listen to Alice Cooper. No, just the track team stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's the, the old school stuff, the like, earwig stuff. No, you know? no idea what I'm talking about. Yeah, my favorite band is the earwigs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah you they, wouldn't know. All, <laughs> you wouldn't know them. Literally because uh, their performance was not recorded. <laughs> so there is no evidence that they exist. That's why you wouldn't know them. What type of music do I like? I don't know. You know, like intramural stuff. (laughs) (laughs) You might not be ready for it, but your kids are going to love it. I'm really into Mm. like track-based Beatles parodies. (laughs) (laughs) Stuff about extracurricular activities. You know. know. Stuff that really builds a college resume. That's the thing, yeah. It's the stuff you really want on the college resume. You know, things you could put in as like community service. Yeah. (laughs) Sure. Yeah, I'm really into AP classes myself right now. <laughs> I'm into like stuff about like Coach Baskin. You know Coach Baskin? Oh, you don't know him? Oh, yeah. whatever. You don't know him? You don't know uh, him? Well, it's you, fine. You probably wouldn't have heard of him. You probably fine. wouldn't have heard of him. It's all right. Probably because he died in 68. <laughs> <laughs> right after the... <laughs> yeah, he saw, the, he saw the those guys in Beatles wig singing songs about him. Just had a heart attack right there in the auditorium. Just killed over. I mean, to be fair, he also smoked three packs a day and drank like a fish because it was 1968 and he was probably in his 50s, but still. Still. It was mostly the earwigs that yeah. did him in, sadly. Died at a talent show. <laughs> <laughs> the, the American dream. <laughs> um, so this song was featured in the 1993 movie Dazed and Confused, in which a young Ben Affleck paddles a freshman uh, on his front lawn. So mm-hmm. that's fun if you've seen the movie. That happens. Yep. So after the album was released, the band embarked on a tour which broke the United States box office records Whoa. previously held by the Rolling Stones and included a scheduled 64 concerts in 59 cities in 90 days. All right. Bring the record back home, why don't you? Take that, British Invasion. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. They brought it home to us. Yeah. Yeah. 
So the last album of the band, Alice Cooper, was released in late 1973 and was called Muscle of Love. It peaked at number 10. During the recording of the album, the cracks began to show. The band had split with producer Bob Ersing over a fight they had had at rehearsal. According to Dennis Dunaway, quote, the problem on that album was that you could tell everything was being pulled out from underneath us. As hard as we tried to get it back to where it once was, we had a sinking feeling going on. We wanted to rekindle what the band had been about, but there was just too much exhaustion by then. So, as I mentioned before, remember the band auditioned for Frank Zappa at 7 a.m. in 1968. It was now 1973, Mm. and they'd already had a number one hit album, according to other things. Basically, it wasn't like serious whiplash. They went from being nobodies who like couldn't get arrested uh, almost literally to being like the biggest band yeah. in the country. Um, and obviously that's puts a lot of pressure and the band played its final show on April 8th, 1974 before officially breaking up from everything I read it's honestly not totally clear why they broke up or like what the one reason was, but there was a lot going on, including fights over monies, drug abuse, um, various members wanting to go solo, uh, Glenn Bugston apparently pulled a knife on their tour manager and had to be sure. uh, tackled to the ground uh, and just kind of general exhaustion with everything that had gone on in the last few years. Yeah, general exhaustion, mostly the knife fight, but also general <laughs> exhaustion. Yeah, yeah. You know. So, well, it was funny because I was like, you know, I'm like reading and the various members like, well, you know, we were fighting over money and, you know, this guy's like, yeah, so-and-so was drunk all the time and it was going to be a problem. It was like, yeah, everyone was just tired. It was like, and that one time Glenn tried to stay on the tour manager and I was like, wait, what? <laughs> reel it back. Let's uh, reel really it back a little kind bit. kind of drop that in there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that is not track team behavior. No. I'm going to say that. No. That is. That's Enfield behavior. <laughs> that's more Enfield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's those guys. It's exactly. You know, you know how they get. Now, here's where it's going to get confusing. Okay. So Vincent Fernier, remember him? Mm-hmm. Well, after the band broke up, kind of almost immediately, he got a bunch of new musicians, uh, mostly the backing band for Lou Reed, and carried on and adopted the name Alice Cooper. So it was no longer the name of the band, it was the name of the guy, Vincent Fernier, or really Alice Cooper, because not only did he adopt the name, he legally changed his name What? to Alice Cooper. His legal name is Alice Cooper. He changed it. Okay. Legally to Alice Cooper. And he did it like pretty soon afterwards. This wasn't like something he did in like 87 or whatever. Like he did it like almost immediately. Well, oh. I mean, I guess if you legally change your name, the other members yeah. of the band can't be like, you can't use that name. Yeah, that's true. That's kind of why he did it. Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because now he's gotcha. like, well, that's literally legally my name. Yep. The funny thing was I read a bunch of stuff. I couldn't find anything where the other guys in the band were like mad that he basically stole the name out from underneath them and kept going. I mean, I think at this point, like, you know, obviously we came along later. Yeah. So maybe people who are older than us don't feel this way. But I always thought forever and ever, like from the start, he was just Alice Cooper. Right. Right. I didn't know that there was a band called Alice Cooper and his name wasn't Alice Cooper until that band broke up. I just thought he was always. Yeah. Like Alice Alice Cooper. Cooper. Like a Bon Jovi situation. Right. Right. So he just, again, I I don't want to accuse him of something because I don't know, but it seems like he just retroactively pretended like he was always Alice Cooper. Right. And there was, you know, there was no band called Alice Cooper because- uh, this is 73. In 75, Alice Cooper, now the guy, released his first solo album called Welcome to My Nightmare. 
It was a big hit. It hit number five on the US Hot 200. And I'm going to assume the vast majority of the buying public didn't realize a change had happened. Yeah. Because an album came out with the guy who they like on the front cover, and the album was credited to Alice Cooper. Sure. So I'm going to assume most people were just like, <laughs> oh, yeah, Alice Cooper, like not realizing that this big sort of legal changeover had happened. No. You know what's funny? I'm kind of thinking about this now. Um, I, I thought you were going to say the songs about the track team, but anyway, continue. I mean, those were hilarious. Those are really like, funny. If you were, if you were there- like if you were at that school, like if you followed that track team, they were so good. Like they they really got him spot um, on. He runs fast, yeah, yeah, yeah. Guys were killing it. He runs fast, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so you know it? <laughs> Yo, yeah. That's my number one. <laughs> that's my number one band, man. The earwings. That's uh, that's exactly what it was. There, it wasn't really funny. It was just like, yeah, they run. That, yeah. That's yeah, that's that it. was the gist of the songs. But I think it's it would be interesting right now if Alice Cooper was listening to this. First of all, it would be awesome if he was listening to this. That but if he amazing. was listening to this and heard you say like the rest of the band wasn't really mad that he took the name and realized right now he didn't have to legally change his name. <laughs> I think that would be hilarious and awesome if he if he was just like I didn't have to get new checks. Right. <laughs> that's the main thing he's mad about. <laughs> Oh, God, I made millions of dollars, but it was so much a pain to get new checks. I had to update Jeez. my mailing address stuff. Oh, oh, God. God, that two weeks before the bank would send me my new checks, it was such a headache. Jeez Louise. You can't do that online. You have to go to the no. bank in person. Oh, yeah, definitely. You got to show them your new license. Yeah, also, tough. You got to go because DMV. in 1973, you couldn't do anything online. Yeah, well, <laughs> there wasn't online. Saying. You had to sit I mean, first of all, life. you have to get up, right? You have to... Make yourself look like Betty Davis in Whatever Happened to Baby Jane. So that <laughs> takes I mean, a while. That's, that's fu- I mean, he, he's an early riser to begin with. He, oh, yeah. he likes that's to have true. his auditions pretty yeah, early. He's going to get everywhere at 7 a.m. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the bank doesn't open until 10, so he had to sit there for three hours just looking at his watch <laughs> while his uh, pancake makeup slowly melted off his face. <laughs> he's like, well, I got, waiting for I, the bank to open. I got three hours. I might as well go audition for Frank Zappa. <laughs> <laughs> you know why he did that? There was one mm-hmm. time that he missed the McDonald's breakfast menu, and from oh, then sure. on, he was like, I am getting yeah. everywhere by 7 a.m. That's right. Cannot blame him. Dweezil, you want an Egg McMuffin? <laughs> I bought six of them. <laughs> Is your dad home? I want to audition again. You got Chicken McNuggets? No, it's too early. <laughs> no, it's too early for that. Mm-mm. I've made that yeah. mistake once. Got an extra hash brown, though. They're just the leftover french fries, but they're good. Smush <laughs> <laughs> them up. It's real good, though. Yeah, so um, he had a big hit with Welcome to My Nightmare, and obviously Alice Cooper went on to have a very long career. Mm-hmm. Story career as a solo artist. I'm not going to get into it now, really, because uh, obviously it would take a very long time and we'll probably come back to Mr. Cooper at some point, but to just kind of quickly go through it, suffice to say he was on Hollywood Squares, he was on The Muppet Show, he saved the Hollywood sign. He played the villain in Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Oscar Cup Band with the Bee Gees, and he was in Wayne's World where he said Milwaukee, and that's about it. So we Just can kind of things. We can wrap it up there. He was also in Jesus Christ Superstar. Okay, there you go. Mm, yes, he was. Bring it back to musical theater. Okay. That's right. He was in NBC, did the uh, live concert, and he was in the, I think, 25th anniversary studio cast album. Who did he play? He played King Herod. He's the, so what did he, did he play? So you are the Christ. Yeah, yeah. The great Jesus Christ. Yeah. No. Yeah. Cool. So you are the Christ. You're the great Jesus Christ. Prove to me that you're.
not a fool I walk across my swimming pool If you do that for me Then I'll let you go. He also was on a show called The Snoop Sisters Just on that out there <laughs> As a devil worshiper <laughs> I looked like I, looked, I read through a lot of his credits um, <laughs> So so it was good He was on a lot of shows Is, yeah. is my point He liked to show up and stuff So and he's That's a great episode of The Muppet Show mm-hmm. I'm just gonna say that It really is He also He recorded The theme song to Friday the 13th part six, Jason lives. The song is called he's back open parentheses, the man in the mask, close parentheses. So that's fun. He did a lot of stuff guys is what I'm trying to say. So to bring us up to the present, Alice Cooper released his 21st solo studio album, which is called Detroit stories on February 26, 2021. So he's still out there still doing it. Um, and like I said, I'm sure we will come back to Mr. Cooper sometime. Not hanging with Mr. Cooper, because <laughs> that is about a basketball coach, and we are all about the track. That's team. right. So we are definitely. <laughs> That's right. Not doing that. Just to avoid confusion, don't call him Mr. Cooper. You can call him Mr. Nice Guy. There you go. Yeah, hey. that, that that will make it easier. Uh, but yeah, but we'll come. No, back no, to, wait, to, wait, wait. He doesn't. He's he doesn't want to be Mr. He's not no anymore. More, no more Mr. Nice. No guy. more Mr. Nice Guy. Mm, so okay. So we don't call him. We'll find something else. That being said, we'll if find, he we'll if out. he wants to, we would be happy to hang with Mr. Cooper. Yeah, we would be, be happy to be hanging with Mr. Cooper. I mean, we could turn this into a podcast where we go through every episode of Hanging with Mr. Cooper and just talk about him. We could, do, we no one could stop us. With we could, okay, new podcast. We go through okay. every episode of Hanging with Mr. Cooper, but with Alice Cooper. Oh, okay, yeah, so yeah, yeah. So we watch like every that. episode of Hanging with Mr. Cooper with Alice Cooper, but instead of talking about Alice Cooper's career, we talk about the sitcom <laughs> Hanging with Mr. Cooper, and we call it, Michael? <laughs> we call it Hanging with Mr. Cooper with Mr. Cooper. There you yes. Go. But also, I was going to say, every episode, Alice Cooper is really annoyed because he thinks we're going to talk about <laughs> Alice Cooper's <laughs> musical career, but in fact, we just talk about the TV show. So Hanging every episode is titled an Alice Cooper song. <laughs> But in reality, we talk about an episode of Hanging with Mr. Cooper. Exactly. Today, we're finally going to talk about your new album. Just kidding. We're talking about season three, episode two. <laughs> He's like, oh, come on. I don't know you why I do this every, every week. time. Give me every time. All right, let's take a quick break. And we come back, we'll talk about the lesson we learned from this song with Lessons Learned. All right, we're back. It's time for Lessons Learned. What lesson did we learn from this song? Rachel, start with you. What lesson did you learn from No More Mr. Nice Guy? I learned that Nice Guy, No More Mr. Nice Guy, at some point, your cat is going to scratch your eyes. (laughs) That's true. You're just going to have to face up to it. Doesn't matter. They don't care. It's death taxes and your cat is going to claw your eyeball out of your skull. That's right. So three things you cannot avoid. It, they do not care. Part of the experience of having a cat. In a yeah. way, it's comforting, isn't it? <laughs> mm. Yeah. I mean, I Rachel, as you know, I am deathly allergic to cats. Mm-hmm. And it is 100% true that anytime I have ever walked into your apartment, your cats zero in <laughs> on me as the person who's like, please, no, I really would rather, please don't rub against me. Okay. Cats, no. All right. Well, my eyes are gonna are gonna be puffed out for the rest yeah. of the night. Thank you very much, though. Yep. So cats know they have not attempted to claw my ass out, but probably because they don't need to. They can <laughs> torture me in other ways. Um, guys, I don't want to brag, okay? But I have a lot of friends, mm-hmm. okay? And I have a lot of friends, 
And you can take this advice from me. The reason why I have a lot of friends is all my friends are big dummies who do not read the papers. It's true. Have no <laughs> idea what's going on in the world. So anything I would do that would be in the papers, they would know. And they're still my friend, mm-hmm. um, mostly because I don't know what to do. And also, again, because they're big dummies um, and they're too dumb to ever not be my friend. Yeah. So, guys, get dumb friends. Yep. That's the lesson I learned and that I am imparting to you. Get yourself a bunch of loyal simpletons. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You want sycophants. That's right. That's 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 what you're looking for in friends. Some real, not independent thinkers. Correct. That's that's what you're looking for. Michael, what'd you learn? I learned that the key to a successful band is mm-hmm. imitating the makeup that Betty Davis wore in Whatever Happened to Baby Jane. Sure. The key yeah. to an unsuccessful band is mimicking the makeup that Joan Crawford wore in Whatever Happened to Baby Jane, and I learned yeah. why I had an unsuccessful band. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you just picked the wrong diva. You yeah. just picked the wrong one. I, you know? uh, I backed the wrong person in that feud. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's horse. right. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly. right. It happens. Yeah, what do you do? It happens. I mean, and one time, Betty Davis pulled a knife on you, but we'll tell that story another time. What are you going to do? <laughs> what are you going to do? Guys. Thank you so much for listening. Um, you can follow us on the socials like Instagram, X, and Facebook. And if you could leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or every other podcast, we would certainly appreciate it, and we will read it on the show. Come back next episode for another great story song. I'm Dan McInerney. I'm Rachel Oaks. And I'm Michael Gazelle. We will talk to you guys then. Thanks for listening, and goodbye. Bye. Bye. Our theme music was written and performed by Jason Flowers. Find him on Twitter at Jason Flowers with a Z. Some of our bumper music was provided by Purple Planet Music. Our logo was designed by Dan Geva. Be sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at story underscore song, and on Instagram at story song podcast. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your podcasts. The Story Song Podcast is a proud member of the Pantheon Podcast Network. Go to pantheonpodcasts.com. Thanks for listening. It's the story there are 101 episodes of playing with mr cooper <laughs> let's do this i'm so like let's you guys want to do this let's do this let's, let's do, do it. it i've literally never seen an episode of playing with mr cooper <laughs> and i'm not really sure what it's about but we just go in blind <laughs> totally to blind. Live. <laughs> <laughs> basically live tweet hanging with mr cooper Guys, we are watching Hanging with Mr. Cooper for the first time ever. You will get our live reactions. Also, Alice Cooper's here. (laughs) Oh, man. To be clear, this is not a show about Alice Cooper. Both you, the audience, and our guest, Alice Cooper, are learning that right now. (laughs) A lot of surprises on this show. Stay tuned. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. 
and why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 